Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Print Design Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Hopkins. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for checking out this episode. It's another gem for you. Another gem for you, the designer, the creative, the, the person who is just fascinated about learning about print. You know what I'm saying? Today on the show, we are chatting about an annual report. And the design on this one is bananas. And before I get into it, let me just quickly say, just quickly say that if you are at all interested in learning print design and how to create these beautiful, tangible designs, take something from your screen, put it on a beautiful paper and hold it in your hand and share it with your, with your colleagues, your designer friends, share it with the world. The first step in doing that is understanding how to export your files for print so that when they get to the printer, there's no questions. They know exactly what to do. They know what's going on. They're set up correctly. We created this super handy, easy checklist for you to export your file and make your file print ready in five easy steps. There's a link in the description of this episode or go to printdesignacademy.com. Scroll down just a little bit. And you'll see where you got to put your name and email in to learn to export your print files perfectly. A completely free handy checklist just to make that super easy for you. Printdesignacademy.com. So today on the show, my guest is Chris Duchesne from Ideas by Duchesne out of Waterloo, Ontario, a fellow Canadian. This is another project that I came across in the Communication Arts Annual that I've talked about a bunch of times now. Um, under the annual report section, and I saw it, and I went, oh my gosh, this is amazing, and I reached out to Chris, we had a great conversation, and he wanted to come on the show and chat about this project, and a couple of other print projects that he's been a part of as well, and I love his creative approach to this, which is something that could be you know, when you think of an annual report, just a company like putting a document of, of numbers together, like it could be kind of boring but not the way that Chris has looked at a number of annual reports that he has been a part of. There's one for a suicide prevention hotline. Um, the one we're talking about here is Sabrona Asset Management, which doesn't really sound like sexy right up front, right? But wait till you see what this thing looks like and hear his story about what went into creating this and the idea behind it. I'm going to put some pictures of this up on Instagram so you can see. I will also put a link in the description of this podcast so you can go to his website and see this project posted there. But my gosh, let's get to story time with Chris Duchesne. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hit that intro first. Here we go. Welcome to the Print Design Podcast, the show where we talk about all things print and packaging. We go behind the scenes with designers and talk about the print projects they designed that really rocked their world. From file prep to holding the finished product in their hand and all the key decisions in between. So let's talk ink on paper. Chris, welcome to the Print Design Podcast. How are you? Good. I'm doing well, Dave. How are you? 
I'm doing great. I mean, not everybody listening to this is going to be able to see this, but you didn't need to dress up for this. It's um, it's a mental thing, you know, like you, <laughs> yeah, yeah it is. My, my studio is in my home. So it's like, I, I got to get dressed up a little bit. Otherwise, you know, yeah, you get out of bed, you, you just get dressed up, you put on the three piece suit and then you That's just right. get ready for work. Yeah. It's usually denim at the bottom, but you know, <laughs> blazers, this one, actually this blazer breaks all the rules. I love gray sweatshirts. Like yeah. I'm notorious for wearing gray sweatshirts. And I found this blazer that is made up of jogging material. So my wife laughed, but I'm like, it's actually comfortable. So that's awesome. There's, there's a brand out here in Vancouver called Dewer, D-U-E-R. Um, they got e-commerce, you can order online, but they literally advertise as having the world's most comfortable pants. That's great. And I bought a pair of their jeans the other day. And I honestly question if I'm wearing pants sometimes. Like, because it's, they're so comfortable and they have these new ones called their joggers and visually looking at them, they look like dress pants, like nice pants that you could wear to a a business casual event. No problem. But they, they're sweatpants, Chris, they're sweatpants. (laughs) That's awesome. I, uh, I just picked up a couple pairs of, uh, I think rang, ranging champ. I don't know if that's from. No, I haven't heard of that. No. Yeah. They're great. Um, I, I love I just like being comfortable. Who doesn't? You know, then I can think properly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I hear you. Yeah, you're not moving around. You're not shifting. It's all good there. Um, Chris, I thought there's no better way to kick this off than to ask you the toughest question that I will ask you out of the entire day today, um, okay. which is tell us a little bit about yourself. Ooh, um, that's a great question. Dang. Well, uh, right off I'm the hop. Glad, I'm glad that you brought that up. So I am, uh, my name is Chris Duchesne, Duchesne in French. I'm a left-handed Frenchman. Uh, I reside here in Waterloo, Ontario. Fellow Canadian, represent. Yeah, I went to uh, to school, uh, Conestoga College, which is in, uh, in Kitchener here. Did a three-year uh, graphic design program. Mm-hmm. Graduated. Worked in Toronto for about 10 years. Um, worked at, at more of an agency kind of life. So less design studio and more actually advertising agencies with in-house design departments. That was when it was like the big thing, right? It's like, oh, we're going to have our in-house design. So my career is pretty is pretty uh, split up between, you know, writing scripts mm-hmm. for, for commercials <laughs> and designing brands, which is a strange thing. But half my year was, you know uh dedicated to branding the the other half was uh was tv which is really a lot a lot of fun uh, a lot of fun um what else I've got, i'm married i've got three sons wow good for you congratulations yeah yeah um i married my my high school sweetheart We've been nice together since we were 16 and uh you know i'm i'm i guess like a wannabe director you know <laughs> um and I love music, you know, I, I, I write songs as well. So a musician, so it's just all things creative. I just, cool. it's, what, it's what I do. Um, I always have. So you had said 50% of your career is writing scripts for commercials, 50%, you know, designing for brands. Is there, do you think there's crossover between those two? Interesting, right? So for me, it, it comes from the same place in my mind, Yeah. whether I'm writing a song, whether it's, you know, it, uh, the agency that I, I founded three years ago is called Ideas by Duchesne. And it really is all about ideas, you know. To me, it, it sparks the same kind of um, 
same kind of synapses in my mind. And uh, yeah, it's it's a strange thing for me. I, I could kind of go into one, go into the, the other because I needed a hook. You know, it was always about what what's the big idea. Yeah. You know, a 30 second spot. It's that reveal at the end where you're like, oh, I get it. Right. And same thing with branding or print piece. I kind of want there to be something to get. You know, it's got to be gettable. Yes. Um, I, I struggle with, you know, uh, aesthetics for aesthetics sake. I, I, I don't know how, how, how to do that. And perhaps I'm complicating my own life by wanting to always, you know, uh, kind of lace everything with this extra meaning and, and, mm-hmm. you know, things that you can you know, view a second time, a third time and kind of go, Oh, I never noticed that, you know, mm-hmm. I just think that makes for the richest uh, experience. And, and, and also like that's what I want to try my hand at every time. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not looking to let's do this layout as quickly as I can so that I can profit. It's more like let's do something I've never done. That's oh, it's always kind of where I start from. Um, and some clients, you know, if you find the right clients and they want to go on that ride with you, it's it's quite <laughs> it's quite special and it's yeah. it can be a beautiful thing because um, they understand that you are really you're bringing everything you know how to do. It's almost like I've been training my whole career for this very moment. Yeah. Um, so it's a bit of pressure, but <laughs> but I like it because otherwise I just feel like, what's the point a, a little bit? I, I want to bring, you know, as much as I know how to um, mm-hmm. every time. I like that. So tell me a little bit about your your transition recently because you said the the studio's only been up for three years like that's been yeah. you and your brand for three years yes um, what what led to that change can you briefly tell me that sure um so i worked in toronto for 10 years and toronto was was a kind of fast-paced competitive you know mm-hmm. i was already married so i was i basically started working in toronto and then i got married a few months later and then we started having babies which is you know, no one's doing that there. Yeah, they are basically partying until they're 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 thirty. But I was like, just raised in a way where it's like that's what you do. You have a family, right? So those ten years were pretty tough because it was commuting, and it was like oh, a, yeah. two, a two hour commute each way, two and a half hours oh. each way. So it was yeah. five hour five hours a day. And, that is uh, rough. Yeah, and I was I was you know planning my exit because I was like I don't think I can do this anymore, especially you know when when we found out we we're having our third. Yeah. I was like, I'm feeling thin. I, I could feel it, you know, like you're not as young as you used to be. And and I was going home at like 2 a.m. in caps, you know, because there was no more late trains because we had to finish stuff. And yeah. I kind of let it happen. It kind of got out of control a little bit. Um, and I actually got really sick. Um, so I had to quit. I was like off work for three months. And Jeez. I, yeah, it was like a crash and burn scenario. Um, yeah. And it was like, wow. But, you know, while I was there, it was great because I actually connected with those, those people because we thought the same way, you know, we valued the same things. We loved great ideas. We loved, you know, we were passionate. Work ethic was not a problem. Like you do anything for your project, you know. Um, so then I, I got a job in town here, uh, you know, as I was kind of on the mend. And I worked at one place for about a year and a half and then the second place here for about three years and i just never found leadership that i really was excited about um i was always trying to do more with (laughs) which you know i someone would have to know how to handle me because it's like dude all we want you to do is just do this like why are you always complicating things why are you always trying to make them into 
bigger things than what they are just because it's just how my brain works. So I was, um, I, I had been working on some stuff in the background, just trying to calibrate and going, you know, if I can get a couple, you know, consistent clients, maybe I can make that, that leap, you know? And uh, it just so happened that I was able to get two retainer clients signed on for a year each. Nice. So that, that bought me a little window and I was like, okay. I'm like, you know what? Um, and that was really exciting. Re- like I don't have trouble waking up and, and tackling work, right? So the motivation's always there. I don't need someone telling me, hey, did you do that thing? Yeah. So for me, it was the freedom to do it the way I wanted to. Yes. Which was huge because, you know, they will tell you you have 20 hours because they need to make the profit. You got to get done in 20. And I'm like, but I, I want to spend 40 on it, you know, because I, I want to make it great. And, and also I see it as an investment because what I'm doing now in the last three years is I've been doing a lot of work, um, you know, started off with really small budgets, but acting as if they were, you know, like the, but the, to me, the, the budget shouldn't really determine just how good that project is because it's like, yeah. that's not special. If you can make something great with a hundred grand, that's not special because you got a hundred grand, you know, the, the clever thing and the creative thing is how do you turn something that's seemingly nothing into something that, that is true creativity. Um, and with, and you know, if you, if you're coming up with great ideas and your ideas take that into account, you can really start to, um, connect a lot of dots. We're talking strategically from what kind of idea you would sell to a client, you know, even to taking the client through it and, and that's what I liked about being in charge now. It's like I, a lot of dots that maybe I hadn't quite connected all of a sudden, you know, my brain was lighting up. So I'm like, wait a minute, you know, it's, I'm not trying to sell an idea. I just have to talk about how excited I am about it. And usually people get really excited. So it's like, it turned into less of a, a salesy kind of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like I'm trying to pull one over my client, you know, yeah. like, Oh, don't worry, this is going to work. It's like, I just really try to be as honest as I can. And I'm, I'm excited about things I can share. Like, Oh, I'm excited about this. I see the possibilities picture it, you know, uh, or it's like, I don't know that this is going to, you know, get the attention you want. So. Yeah. And it's that genuine excitement when people, when people see that and feel that when you're in a meeting and you're trying to win a job, that genuine excitement, like that's, that's a leg up. Like that's a, if, if people aren't feeling that you got no chance. Yeah, it's it went from like I'm trying to win you over to I'm not going to be for everyone and that's totally fine. I just know that if you do stick with me, you're going to get something that you didn't think you would ever get. Um, Man, and like- I, I, I'm excited for them because I'm like, you don't even know who you're, who you're talking to right now because yeah. I didn't go to school and learn this, you know, in, in, in college. This is something I've done my whole life. I make things. This is what I do since I was four or five, you know, yeah. I, so I'm like the amount of experience you're getting <laughs> and the know-how I illustrate, I do, I do whatever, I do whatever the job needs. I will learn yeah. whatever I need to learn mm-hmm. to, to do, to uh, deliver on that concept. So I come up with a concept and then I will figure it out. Yeah. So I'm like, it's, it's, you know, I, I think that with a smaller place, it's always going to be a risk for a client who might not know you because it's a small place. You know, there's always the, you know, can they handle the work, you know, uh, or, you know, but I, I think all the jobs I, I've gotten have been through word of mouth and references. So it's been, it's been pretty steady. 
Awesome. And the best way to take care of that is to just to knock it out of the park every time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Would you say that you get more fulfillment out of a job that you knock out of the park that had a small budget and some some challenges versus knocking you know that hundred thousand dollar job out of the park? Um, is like one I, more fulfilling than the other? Sure. I I would not want to design for Nike, you know, because which is like what it's like. Think about it. As good as I could do, it's just going to be like another great thing that Nike did. It's yeah. not really, yeah. you know, creating a, a, a significant change. I, I'm, at, I'm after that contrast of like, wow, you're able to bring this to this le- yeah. level. So I love small, um, small budgets and I love what, what, what is entailed there because that, that win is so much more satisfying because it's so significant because it's not just a win as in like, Oh, the creatively it turned out well, but it's how you maneuvered throughout that whole thing and how you were able to, um, yeah, get client on board and kind of yeah. work through all those details. To me, that's very exciting because that is creativity, not just a visual creativity, but it's like a problem solving, right? Problem, I love I was critical thinking say that. Yep. and problem solving. I'm like, there's got to so be want, a way of doing it. <laughs> you want that taco joint down the street to come knocking and you to work on a solution for it. I, I do... You know, we are always busy with smaller things as yep. well as big things. Awesome. Um, I have some more corporate accounts, um, but we do a lot of pro bono stuff um, cool. because because I have the, you know, I mean, I just look around and go, if I can change, you know, that place and that place and that place, like it's it's all adding value to to the world. I mean, it's, it's yep. I think that branding, um, design in, gen- in general can play such a big part in, in um, you know, just reaching people, getting 100%. them to think, get them to think a little bit, you know, uh, kind of sharing that, that pos- positivity and that, um, you know, so ideas by Duchesne, we, we, we kind of came up with this, this certification, it's called certified bright is, is, is what we say our ideas are. And that means that they are visually, you know, engaging, they pull you in and then they, they, you know, they kind of bounce around in your mind because they make you think um, with, you know, the, the choice of words and the language and the messaging. And then the net effect of the whole thing, you know, kind of leaves uh, a, an impression on, on your heart. So it's the, it's, you know, in through the eye, through the mind and resides cool. in the heart. And if, if it doesn't do all three of those things, it's not a certified bright idea. So we, we can't sell it to you, <laughs> you know, just trying to put some, you know, some, some guidance there, some, some points that we even try to sell the client to, to make sure like they should want those things, you know? So we want them on behalf of our clients mm-hmm. because right now the world is so busy and there's so much stuff to look at. Instagram is like nuts. It's like, if you're not winning in those three categories, if you're not standing out, then it don't see, it's just going to be stuff. I'm so afraid of being stuff. If I like if, that, if I become pretty predictable, that's one of the things I'm most, uh, you know, scared of is, is if some someone could go, let me guess, you're going to design it like this because you design that everything like that. But there are some studios where it's like it's a house brand, and you're like they design everything that way. And it's like I'm kind of agnostic that way. I don't really care. Like mm-hmm. I don't. I love all the colors. I love all the fonts. I love. I I look at the problem, and usually when you come up with a really great insight and a great idea, the problem will tell you kind of you know the solution will start coming out of that, and it'll kind of tell you what it needs to be. Um, so I actually love diversity 
you know, mm-hmm. in our portfolio, I'm, I'm looking for high, low. I want the really chic, you know, beautiful, you know, design. Everything's current just so, but I love anything with kids, anything that's a bit of fun, you know, creativity, yeah, that playfulness. I like, that. I do. I love that. I love, and I love even in a single project, really contrasting that because that is refreshing. You know, that's what it should be. Yeah. So you mentioned kids and playfulness. And so I'm interested to see if some of this ties into that. Um, what, uh, Chris, what are your early memories of print or packaging? Um, something from your childhood, something from your teens, something, anything that stand out to you back from yeah. back then? Um, it's funny that you ask. I've got here. This is a true story coming at you here. Um, this is a book that I had when I was really, really young. And I actually, I went looking for it on, on eBay, um, <laughs> probably about five years ago. And I was like, so the one I had was actually French. It was called Le Dragon dans le Wagon. But yeah. it's the same thing. And these these pictures, I remember looking at them over and over and, you know, re, you know trying to read the words. And just um, what was amazing is when I finally got it and it came in the mail, I opened it up and I had forgotten about some of the spreads. But as soon as I saw them, they came back and I was like, oh, my God. And it just like what what a place uh, it, it brought me to again. And so I was like, I, I need to own this. So I, I just went online and eventually I, I found it for sale. It's the you know English ver- version, but but mm-hmm. I, I keep it here because it's like it, it was pretty significant. You know, it's it, the styling of it and just yeah, it's like it's it's just that classic kind of. And man, that golden, the golden yeah. spine. Yeah. Holy, yeah. do I remember that from yeah. kids yeah. like kids books I I had. I remember, so this book, which I found, and then I remember going to maybe like a great aunt's house. And I remember the sense I make of it now is that it was probably like a a Brothers Grimm fairy tales or something because it was these little volumes, Mm -hmm. but there was something about them that was dark. And I knew that already as a young child, like the way that we're drawn, the faces, there was something about it that felt really... Now, again, the sense I'm making of it now is almost medieval, right? In yeah. the way that, that it was presented. But even back then, and, and I was always curious to look through them, even though they kind of scared me because they were fascinating. So I, I remember those as well, but I don't remember them enough to, to be able to or, order them. Otherwise, I would because I just, I love that starting point. I love having this book here because it's almost like starts that story off of what what I, I, I remember, how it was assembled and, and what stuck with me, right? It's amazing how print has that, like, just that staying power and the, the memories of, you know, you, you feel it, you smell it, you see the foil and you're like, yeah. I remember, I remember oh, yeah. these things. And you get yeah. taken back to that moment. And even now today, they're a great packaging and great print that gets put out there. Like that will come up again for somebody. I think so. In yeah. 10, 15, 20 years from now, they're going, I remember that thing in print and, and so producing print every day um, all the time. It's just, you're, you're yeah. creating lasting memories, tangible memories, things that sit for people that way. I, I, I do believe that. Yeah. yeah. Wholeheartedly because I always, I wonder about, you know, sitting in a white room one day and everything that I need is, is accessible in here. And I always like, there'll be a lack of like, where's the evidence of being alive or having been alive. I like the books. I like 
this reminder, this room, I put the room together and it helps me remember who I am every day. I come into this space that reflects back who I am. But if we don't have those things, I feel like there's no evidence of life. It's as though it was a thought that maybe you had, and but there's no evidence. So that always scares me a bit because it's so fleeting. And I'm like, I, I, I get it the whole, you know, well, why print it if you don't have to? It's, I don't know what to tell you, but I don't want to live in like a virtual reality where everything was just a thought and I didn't really, you know, touch a- anything. I, I just yeah. can't. That that it, it's like Wally, you know. <laughs> yeah. When, when I saw that film, I was like, it was great, and everyone was laughing. It's like that was really good. I was horrified because I'm like, that is exactly what's happening. Yeah. Like we're 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 that close to just being everything's, you know, th- there's no value to it. You know, like mm-hmm. on Instagram, everyone wants a million things to post yep. the quick, quicker they can make them the better. So there's not even any time you don't even craft them anymore. Not really, because once they're seen once it's done, it's, you know, it's disposable. And I, I think a print piece has a bit more of a state. Print will always be ahead of digital in that, in my opinion, <clears throat> that it'll, it'll always have more staying power, more memory power. You think of beautiful books and beautiful packaging and beautiful things that sit on our shelves that's mm-hmm. that, you know, sit on our coffee table, things like you're not going to find a really great ad on Instagram and be like, Ooh, print that out. So I can put that <laughs> on my coffee table. I'm going to frame it. Yeah. I'm going to frame that ad. So what about recently, Chris, have you come across anything recently in print or in packaging that really surprised you or you really enjoyed? Um, as far as like what I've worked on or just something that I've seen? Out anything, wild? anything, something you've seen out in the wild, something you received in the mail, something you bought. Um, yeah, there was a print piece uh, that was done by an artist and mm-hmm. uh, he was u- using static electricity. It, it was almost like a, he was using that to print these pieces. Crazy. And they, they, they looked like little universes I have here. And uh, it was, I saw it and I was just really, really delighted. So I, ha- I had to grab it. It's called I Prince with 500,000 volts. So already <laughs> you've got this beautiful kind of rubber finish with this this foil but um what he does is and it's just this just beautiful elegant piece and all of these it's like whatever the charge was it just comes out a certain way and it creates a certain pattern it's organic it's got this so no no two charges are the same so it's just this burst of, of energy that kind of organizes uh, you know, and who is that by? I want to put a link to that. Yes. This is Luke Evans, Luke Evans, Luke Evans. When I saw this piece and just, just to see someone do something that they love, just this experimental thing. It's like, you know, it's not for a brand. It's just for himself. And it's, yeah. it's, I love that kind of thing. I think it's really, really great. All set in Futura, I believe, which is awesome. <laughs> but anyway, it's just really just beautiful. They, they look like, like galaxies, you know, they, they look like they have yeah. their own inherent sense to them, which is really amazing because you, you're using something that you would say is kind of chaotic, but it's it's organized in a way that's really quite beautiful and, and elegant. I mean, you could frame those and they would be gorgeous. That is right? so cool. So this is a, a piece that I've been enjoying and I just kind of spend time with it, you know? Yeah, um, just looking at the detail of it. That's a really cool one. So I'll put a link to that in the podcast description here. Perfect. Um, 
Another one kicking you back in time here is yep. what was the very first print project you were ever a part of? This I remember well. Um, it was, I think, my first year at G. Jeffrey & Partners. And mm-hmm. uh, every year they would do an annual report for okay. uh, what was called the Distress Centers of Toronto, which is a kind of a, a suicide prevention hotline. Mm-hmm. And so these these pieces were, you know, they were powerful pieces, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we would do it pro bono. And because it's an agency, they actually would give you proper amount of time to actually come up with ideas. So I, I was invited to to come up with an idea, you know? Okay. So it's like, you know, the juniors are like, hey, you get to put an idea in, you get to put an idea in, and then we'll we'll choose the one that 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 we like. And and I remember because I was uh it was over the Christmas holiday and I I had my my first son and I remember thinking like you know, I want to do something great. You know, I really want to stand out. So I came up with this idea where the cover on the cover, uh, there was a quote that was written, but it was printed backwards. Um, and inside the piece, it, it was always, it was people at the moment uh, that uh, of them facing themselves. And it was always a shot of them looking at themselves in the mirror. So there was one that was um, in a, in a, in a makeup compact Mm-hmm. She had like a black eye and it was about abuse, but she was staring at herself through, 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 through that mirror. There was a woman that was losing her hair, brushing her hair. So she was dealing with treatment, cancer. Um, and that was in her room, like a nice, beautiful, uh, you know, that, that, that type of piece that, mm-hmm. that you would find there. There was a guy uh, in a car who was commuting. So he was looking in the rear view mirror, but it was, they were very, um, they were beautifully shot uh, by uh, by a photographer that's no longer a photographer, sadly. But um, and so it was always mirror. And then at the end of the whole piece, on the back, you would open it up. Like it, it would give you a three step little drawing of what to do. And you opened it up and revealed the mirror. And you closed the book. And now you could read the cover using the back uh, the in the back which again kind of went full circle which is i love that kind of thing where there's an aha moment and it's you know the point of it was is that you know it, you need to kind of finally be able to look at yourself and, and come to that moment of realization that that that, that you want to move on and kind of move through it. so that was the first thing that i had done and it was kind of crazy because it was like everything was new how big are these things? How big should the type be? It was a strange thing. It's like, well, that looks too horsey. And, and like, it's a weird thing where you have to get good at the act, the, you know, the actual sizes of things because mm-hmm. online, online looks one way, but there really is an etiquette to sizing and, and, and things where it's like, it'll really stand out or look like you don't know what you're doing. If you know, you can put some big type on there, but if you don't have a little touch of small type, you're going to think that I don't know. <laughs> that, you know, you have to make it evident that that was a choice, right? Mm-hmm. So we, uh, we designed that piece and that it was a bit frustrating with, with the printing because I didn't know anything about printing. So it was like, can we get a cover that looks like this? And you would show them something They're like, oh, yeah, 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 don't worry. But then it got printed and I'm like, that's not the same thing at all. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's too late because it's printed, right? Yeah. Um, but the mirror was good. Like they had, they were hand done. So they were just kind of hand placed. It was a little bit um, distorted. But enough that you got the idea. You get the idea, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but that was the first piece, and when I held that, I thought I did it. 
Like, it doesn't matter if I don't do another one. I'm like, I did it because it wasn't, it's not, it's not like a brochure. It was perfect bound. So it was, yeah. to me, it was more like a book. Yeah. It was a brochure, right? It was not trash that you get. Here's a flyer. It was, it was, um, it was academic. It felt like a book. It felt like an actual piece of, of literature of thought. And so when I had it, I just was so proud of it. So I have, I think I still have three kind of mint copies that, that I, I I've kept. Yeah. Um, but I was so, so excited. And that, that one did really well at the, the award shows. It kind of got into all of them. So it was like, wow, just the power of that. And we were able to actually go to the uh, annual meeting of the distress centers where they presented the book to kind of everyone and, and, People really loved it. They had really nice things to say about it. So it was just nice to see the impact too. What an incredible like, first experience in print. Yeah, crazy, crazy. So to contrast that now, yeah. I have to ask you about, have you been a pr- part of a print project that didn't turn out as you'd hoped, went sideways, didn't go well? Um, have you been a part of one of those you can share with us? Um, I've been a part of two of them very recently. Um, so... There's an annual, they were both annual reports. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and they both didn't go as planned because one of them, after it was done, basically, they were like, you know what? Never mind. I, I was like, what? They're like, yeah, we're, we're just going to reuse last year's. And I was like, I just spent like a month on this and you guys proved it all along the way. Yeah. And, and they even still offered to pay, but it doesn't matter. The fact that it wasn't a reality because what I had done in the piece I thought was really something. And it was like this thing that never happened. And that just destroys me. Um, That's hard. So I just, I went ahead and got some printed and I I sent them to to them because I I knew that my immediate client was really disappointed about the whole thing. It it had Mm -hmm. come come from from, uh, above. Um, And I was like, you know what? Like, I don't mind, like I will, I will invest my own money because I believe in these things so much. And I'm like, it's, it's hurts more that they don't come to fruition, uh, Yeah. to be honest. Um, so that's another thing that owning my own business now means that I can take some funds. If I, if I have a good month and I'm like, you know what, I really want this to happen. Then I make it happen because yeah. it makes me feel like completely fulfilled. Yeah. Um, and then the other one was, uh, was for Serona actually. So it's that the piece that I I was sharing with you earlier and because it hit during 2020 COVID it went from we're going to print this to at the very end they were like it's just going to be a PDF and my heart sank I'm like I'm like what I'm like oh no like to them they they were like well because we're not meeting with anyone right like we can't justify the cost and I was like and it just, it really changes things when it's just a PDF or when it becomes a real piece. Of course. So, oh, yeah. so what happened, I mean, this is the, this, this project is a bit of a, of a miracle because again, the client was really great. So conceptually they were on board and we were really happy with where it was going. So we had it all done. They actually ended up getting copies printed because they loved, they loved it mm-hmm. uh, so much. And then we went ahead and got some copies print printed as well. Um, ours were perfect bound and we added the gold foil because I wanted it, you know, directors do it all the time. Here's a director's cut. Right. So I'm like, I'm not, I don't, you know, I want to show people what, what I'm capable of. Um, and so I, I want to, I want to see it through because 
I think part of it is, can you land this idea? Let's say you have this very ambitious idea. Can you journey through it all to, to, to see it all the way through, to have it at the end? Does it add up? Does it come together? Does it shine? And so we, we got some copies done. Um, and again, they don't need a lot of copies because they don't, they don't give a lot out, but I, I figured, you know, I, I'm going to get them some, some proper ones that they can give out to select clients. Um, and we, inf- and they saw it and they loved it and they were like, ah, oh. and then, you know, we, we, we entered it and at one show. So then they were really excited. So yeah. I'm currently working on their 2021 copy now and they are like, we're getting it printed. This oh, time. they're sold on print forever. Yes, now. yes. Yes. And it's like. I was like, I'm okay. I, I will lead that charge. I will put my money where my mouth is because it's, there's a difference when they got to hold it and see yeah. it. It's like, wow. It became real. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we have, you know, we have five senses and it's like, we're being reduced to like, <laughs> to one, just to see, yeah. see, just see, see, not even any tactile thing there. Yeah. So, um, I think that's a great segue and transition into diving deeper into the story behind that piece and, and some of the photos and some of the details behind that piece. And, you know, if you paid for someone, you're comfortable sharing what you paid for those things. I love bringing that reality to to the listeners here. And, you know, what is, what does print cost? You know, that, that That question. That's a great question. So when I was, in Toronto, I didn't deal with that a lot, right? I didn't see the budgets because it was, you know, they had someone that yeah. was in charge of that. It was just, hey, Chris, you know, kind of put your wish list together. And and because I, I worked at a, you know, I worked at Leo Burnett as well, and the money was there. Now that it's, you know, I'm doing it and I have to go, listen, I've got to pay, you know, there's some hard costs here. So I have to share sometimes if I really want it to happen, I just have to do it for a little bit less so that there's money left over to print it because mm-hmm. they will say this is the budget. They don't, yep. I don't, I've never had a client that had a print budget. It's like <laughs> You just find out what it costs it's and if it's too much, it's too much. Yeah. And, or it's like, oh, well the, the budget we had, that's for the whole thing, you know? So it's like, oh, okay. So it's not, that's with print. Well, I got to figure out now, you know, how that's going to work. In this case, they had $15,000 to create the piece. And it was uh, myself and um, my partner in crime here, Adam Kent, uh, who's more of a strategist writer. And so we came up with, you know, three concepts and we presented them. They chose one and they were kind of writing it as we were doing it. So we actually really worked hand in hand as far as what will be contained in in this piece. It wasn't like, here's the word doc laid out. It was the idea of what to present, how to present it. Um, so double vision is basically, you know, they, they, um, they invest in, uh, emerging markets, right? So they are, uh, implementing what's, you know, what they say is a theory of change. And what's cool about this type of investment is they have a double bottom line mandate which is really cool. It's not just about, are you making profits for your shareholders? It's also, are you moving the needle of mm-hmm. the, what's called the, the UN's SDGs, which is, um, you know, whether it's, um, you know, w- w- women's rights and creation of jobs and protocols and that kind of thing. So they, they have to move that needle forward as well. So it's kind of cool that they actually have double vision because they can't keep the, you can't just go, oh, we're, we're, we're making profits, but we're not, adding value to, to, to humankind. Right. So Mm -hmm. their goal is to, is to bring that middle class up globally. 
right? So that so that that average is now higher. Um, and so we thought that was a great name, you know, double vision. You know, it st- started off as seeing double. <laughs> and then we said double vision is nice because that's what they have. So we started yeah. off with this with this very, I think, iconic kind of kind of looking piece with the colors. You know, we worked on complementary colors, you know, so everything was about duality. And um, and we also liked the idea that it felt a little bit like currency. Mm-hmm. A lot of the graphics come from, you know, the art of, of, of money is beautiful. Like I just love the colors and the textures and the line work. Um, but yeah, so uh, once we were done, they actually, um, they gave us a $5,000 bonus. Sweet. Which is like crazy. I was like, what? The, I, they were really happy with it. And we were so thrilled. I mean, it, it was the best piece that I, I had ever done, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, if, if, we, if we look inside, it's just, it's the way that we planned it all out. It, it's got the little patterns. It starts off kind of subdued and then it slowly starts to, um, you know, get some steam. So we've got, uh, you know, beautiful typeface there. We've got kind of big, bigger graphics theory of change. Um, and then we even went ahead and, and redesigned these five little icons for them, which are the ones, the sustainable development goals, the SDGs that they really try to tackle. Yep. Um, so the gender is, is a yin yang sign. So I actually built in a yin yang symbol. So I wanted the symbols to be dual as well, where there was two things happening. There's a planet, there's a leaf, there's a sun and a gear, there's a heart and a shield, and there's people and houses, you know? I like that. Um, so even those took a lot of time. And I and I saw them almost as coins, like they could have been artwork that you found on a coin, you know? That so would be cool. again, very current currency based. And then I think the, the the double exposure made sense. And I, and I knew that it was a trend that had gone by um but in this case again i'm not i'm not only about aesthetics and trends and i'm like i see people do it but they're not doing it for the right reasons and Mm -hmm. i thought in our case it's about not just a person but it's a place it's both it's like they are investing in you know in this case this story is is africa right um and it's like it's you know infrastructure is one way of seeing what you're adding value and what the impact is of, of what you're doing but Really, it's the people that are, you know, that are living in these infrastructures. Like that's that's the story that that you're really affecting. So, we wanted to have this kind of way of, of doing that, and and I think it, it was it was is pretty pretty beautiful. Just a nice tapestry, and the colors came back yeah. in. We've got a number one there that's mirrored as well, so it creates a strange glyph, you know, with a dividing line. We got the two colors opposing, and then thematically, the language was focusing in depth. So it was all about visuals right uh, we've got the white bar that's coming from her and then what we thought with them is why don't we get a section like a segment called viewpoint so we've got the little eyes there and it's actually like you know where their team can say their perspective uh, on things but again okay. Okay. very very much in line with this idea of, vi- of vision double vision um and then the color stories were very, very blocked, right? So here it was the that orange color with the blue, and now those two come together, and you get that little square there. So it's like yeah. let let's go into the story. This is an extension of that woman, you know, w- which we saw as a business owner, kind of mm-hmm. mid thirties. She's um, she's creating. She's in retail. She's you know designing uh, clothing. So we and all the shots are all sh- Shutterstock. So I wanted to prove that. If you handle those assets correctly, 
you can totally make it. So it looks like it was absolutely um, curated for that. Mm -hmm. um, and so we just found the right kind of poses and, and, and kind of stripped them of color and then found the right backgrounds. And we were really yeah. trying to be as authentic as possible. So we found shots that were from Africa. Like we're trying to be as authentic as we can because I can't go there and shoot it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, um, totally. But I, I think we found ways of styling the photography where it feels kind of correct. And then we wanted uh, kind of their, I, I guess you could say their kind of their, their, their call call to action you know we don't look at investments the same way most do because our double vision causes us to see things a little bit differently so we wanted the messaging to kind of carry on throughout all the, the sections so you got to keep reading through the section so we wanted a piece that you'd flip through back and forth to kind of connect, yeah. connect the, the uh, pieces and then the flood color was nice yeah, the flood color is really nice to just sort of in editorial design just to kind of break things up, right? Yeah, to break yeah, up. Yeah, contrast, some sizes. And then um, the last page of that section with the orange and blue color is two case studies where they had helped kind of mm -hmm. two, two places. And here we have, if, if the icons are lit up, it means that this particular project um, added value towards that uh, SD. DG. So the one on the on the right on the right only only four of them were kind of involved. The one mm -hmm. on the left, five of them. Mm -hmm. But once we had that, we're like, wow, that's one section, and now we're going to do second section. And yeah. and now so you can carry that. You you basically have created the style yeah. and and the visual flow of this piece by you know nailing that down. So you can carry, you know, work within the colors that fit. Yeah. So here it was the. The, the pink and the green yeah. and, and again this one was more about so the first first was africa the second one was south america and it was mm -hmm. an old, older gentleman so we're also want you know age range and and different um mm -hmm. different sex and he was all about his 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 vineyard so he's working the land so we found that the second shot was best when it was hands when you could see what they were doing mm -hmm. um, and are these gold foil stamped yeah. So what we loved about the gold foils here, it's usually the type of thing you'd put on, on a cover. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. But what we wanted to do is there are a lot of, there are a lot of riches waiting the people that take a risk on investing in emerging markets. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to lead not with the promise of, of the, you know, of being rewarded with money, but being rewarded with the impact you made. So we hid the gold and the inside so that if it's a, it's a, it's more of like you would reach for gold, but would you reach for double vision and more of a, you know, values and that type of a belief. Right. And so yeah. if you follow through with the belief, what you'll find is that, you know, you, your investments will grow and, and you will do well financially, but it wasn't the point. You didn't do it because of that. So yeah. we love that we were hiding the gold foil on the, in, on the inside, which is, I think <laughs> it rewards someone who, who picked it up and who, you know, decided to, to actually go on that journey. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, and then that story keeps, keep, keeps going. So you'd have to read it back to back to back for it to make sense. Um, and then, and they really had those three sections that they that they wanted to kind of uh, frame up the, the entire piece by. So that that added up nicely. Um, and so the third the third is is India, um, and it was a, a younger woman. So we, we wanted to make sure we had 
two, two, two women versus, you know, one man and one that was middle-aged and one that was younger. And th this is more about the future, right? I mean, it's yeah. the impact you make will inevitably, you know, uh, affect the, those, the next generation. So for her, it was her about being a student and, and I think um, filling her mind with almost uh, the history of, of where she, she's from. Um, and here we had, you know, we went from a square to a circle to now a diamond shape with the number three there still there. Um, and it kind of resembles some of the things that we're looking at. The square was more like the, the, the buildings, you know, the seascape. The second one was the circle, which was more like the, the sun, you know, out in the hills. And this one here had more of like a, an architecture kind of feel like a, yeah, pyramids and diamonds and stuff. Um, wow. Yeah. And so, you know, at, at the bottom there, you get the viewpoints of like, you know, Serge thinks this. And it was a great way to introduce the team too, instead of having like a team page. Mm -hmm. it's, it's nice that they're chiming in with their thoughts on yes. things. Um, yeah, so it was it was a lot of fun. Um, printing wise, you know, uh, we, a lot of the things that I do end up on a digital press. Yep. which have come a long way. Um, I, 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 I must say they've, um, you know, the pages aren't as shiny anymore because it's not toner that's just sitting on there. Um, and it's also the colors that they can, they can match up really, really well. I mean, sometimes there's a printer that I work with and they're like, leave the colors as Pantones because yep. sometimes they actually convert and we can almost nail it better than, which is a yep. very strange thing. So I, I work pretty tightly with printers now, as far as how do you want me to set the, this up? Because they, they might be able to, to get it. Um, yeah. In some, with some digital print equipment, just with the extended gamut process colors, yeah. they can hit something like 98% of Pantones. Like that's like, like fairly that's accurate. Pretty good for the price. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, and, and again, that's probably what I'm dealing with more because, you know, some of my clients are more like small batches of things, like oh, 200 yeah. of them is all they yeah. really need. So, so we are looking at ways of how do you make that feel different? I put a little foil in there and it goes a long way, it really does kind of change the piece. So you don't see it as just something mm -hmm. that you printed off at Kinko's or, or, or whatnot. Um, yeah. Also the actual size here too is an A4 size um, because again, I think because they want it to be very viewable as a PDF, right? So yeah. they, they want a lot of clients are thinking in a very standard way, right? So if you present a strange size, then they're like, well, that's kind of useless. <laughs> it, it, it won't preview well, right? Yeah, so yeah. an A4 gave us a slight, when you hold it, you know, it's not just a your typical eight and a half by 11. So we, we tried little things just to get it to feel, you know, new and, and that if you did hold it, it was it kind of made an impression that wasn't just, you know, super straightforward. So talk to me a little bit about materials that went into producing this. Like how did you select materials? How did you know you're picking the right paper? Like, why yeah. did you pick these materials? Um, they are involved. So sustainability is one of the SDGs, like one of their top okay. five, five things. So we, we definitely had to play into that. Um, so we looked at a couple recyclable, you know, uh, papers, um, and they presented us with a couple different ones. This one had like a nice little, it was a little bit 
you can see little fibers and stuff. And I like that the evidence of seeing flecky. that. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I think I, I like that. And that actually the brightness though really was, was much less. Like it really was, it looked like light gray. Yep. Um, which kind of, again, added to the strangeness of the piece that it, it wasn't just a straightforward piece. So I, I kind of lo- like that. So I think, yeah, I think we saw two or three papers and then we ended up choosing the one that had the most evidence of being recent, you know, um, FFC certified, all that, that, that mm-hmm. good stuff. I've actually been trying to get my hands on, on paper book samples. I remember when I was at, you know, in Toronto, they were everywhere. Yeah. And now it's hard to come by. They are. And I'm like, so I don't know a lot about that. What I, you know what I do now? I go, let me know what you have on the floor. Yeah. Like I, I believe in happenstance, you know, I'm like, let's have a look. You never know. Like what happens if you have a little bit of leftover of this? And it's like, you know what, that would actually be really good. So I try to, again, just try to bring without incurring too much cost because Mm -hmm. minimum orders, right so instead i really try to work with with what i can get um and and i I think it makes for unexpected kind of you know surprising choices sometimes Mm -hmm. so yeah we 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 try to you know we knew we wanted a perfect bound as well just because saddle stitched which is what the client ended up doing yeah it just doesn't have the same kind of no it's definitely elevated by perfect binding yeah yeah. Yeah. So we got, so you basically went with a recycled off white paper and I'm looking yeah. at the cover here. And for those people who are listening to this, um, I'm putting pictures of these up on our Instagram. So you can go see those there. Yeah. Um, now, this, so what I'm looking at right now is the front cover. Yeah. Yeah. This is that off white gray paper and you've printed that background color. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that was a tough color because when they developed their brand, I don't yep. know who who did it, but the color is not a real color. It's it's an RGB color. Nice. And I was yeah. like, oh, I was like, we, we may have to like find you a PMS that you know is a close fit because mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to replicate. So, um, so that was a little bit challenging because it was such a it's a we call it imperial. It's got this like plum kind of purple deep deep kind of color. Um, but man, the uh, the the printer we used it was like almost perfect it came back and it's like whatever you saw on screen it's a strange thing to see rgb values being represented almost accurately on, <laughs> yes. on a piece of paper there was a time when it was like that was impossible but they mm-hmm. did a pretty great job and so do you remember what that paper was or what you guys ended up settling on um i think it was a cougar yeah yeah i think so or it was the lesser cousin is the Lynx or Lynx, our yeah. good friend Lynx. Yeah. Which is great because I even like the idea of using a paper like that, but putting a gold foil on it. There's yep. something kind of uh, nice about that because it's, this is about sustainability. This isn't about, I wanted the thinking to be impressive, not necessarily all the bells and whistles on it because it was like, there's something humbling about using a, a paper like a Lynx that's kind of recycled. That's so that I, there's something about that. I, I like that actually had the right tone when, when you read what the piece is about and how it's about, you know, the, it's not a money hungry piece, even though it's talking about, you know, investments, it's, it's much more about the impact of humanity. So there was something nice about it being a little, a little bit more, um, you know, kind of, uh, uh, 
understated, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so with using that paper, that's available in a cover weight and a text yeah. weight. So you yeah. can create your cover and then you've got yeah. your body text pages here. Yeah. The, um, the cover ended up having a, you know, a slight sheen compared to the rest only because of the density of that, 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 that color. Yeah. Which, when you putting that much on, which kind of worked out as well. It's almost like there was a nice little difference where there was almost like a, maybe like a satin finish, you know, like not mm -hmm. quite uncoated. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, it's funny. We actually, for, for the photography, we couldn't shoot anyone. So we actually put a guide together for them. And the guide was a diagram that said, stand three feet from a window on your left side, yeah. hold a sheet of paper here. Like we, <laughs> we tried so hard. And so, you know, the, the photography, and then I just went in there and kind of Photoshopped it and tried to make it look like, like proper headshots. But there was a lot of, yeah. Just a lot of work here of how, how to make this, you know, feel right. Um, For sure. And then with the, uh, when it comes to like quantity and costs of this, yeah. um, can you share a little bit about that? Like how sure. many did you actually produce and what was the approximate cost of we, producing those? We ended up printing, I think it was like 25 of them. Okay. And uh, the cost was about $1,500, yeah. which is, which is it, it didn't matter though to me at, at that point because I'm like I just we need this to exist because we need to let the world know that we 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 can create things like this right yeah um, and what's funny is you know then, and then we can enter into award shows it's a real piece um, yep. it's it's just a very selected print run um, mm -hmm. and and that and that's how you ended up seeing it it's, it's just crazy because it's like this piece I'm like it, it's it's defying a lot of <laughs> of like had I just kind of accepted the fact that client didn't want to do it, it's like, you know, this piece is actually kind of, you know, mm -hmm. uh, stood out and people have noticed it and have reached out and seen, seen it. So we're really happy because sometimes like someone ha has to believe in something enough to ma make it happen. I mean, it's, you know, I just, they're like my children. I, I love them. I'm like, I can't, I, I, I need to see it through. Um, but I need to feel it. I need to, I need to feel it in my hand. Yeah. That price point was for a printer that was like near Toronto. So that yep. price point is, is a lot more than maybe someone that was in town and we're starting to work with people in town as well. Um, but for, you know, there are some trade-offs, like some of them are skilled craftsmen and some of them bang things out. So it, yeah. it just, you get comfortable with certain printers. Like there are certain people that they know what I want. Yep. So I, I don't have to, you know, go over it over and over again and worry about it. Cause they're like, if they, they will work on, on my behalf. And if they're not impressed with it, then they won't even bother sh showing it to me. And that's what yeah. I need. I, I need an ally who yes. knows where we're trying to get to. Right. A hundred percent. So we could have probably got it, you know, for 700 or 800 in town, but it's, I was, I just it's didn't kinda, the people it's, and I didn't. It's the old adage of, you know, you kind of get what you pay for when it comes to print, right? There, the, the classic saying, and, and, you know, I've been in print for 19 years and I've got, um, you know, half of that or a little bit more than half of that has been in the sales side of things. And there's always somebody who will do it cheaper. There always is. Yeah. So you find who you're comfortable with, who you enjoy working with, who it feels good to work with, that knows their stuff. And you, yeah. you just maintain that and relationship. I, and I'm okay with paying for that because it, it's a strange thing when you want other people to value what you do and pay you 
a fair rate, but then you then go ahead and undermine the value that others perhaps are bringing and you just mm-hmm. want to, I'm like, you know, so I, I have to support that. And for me, it's, yeah, it's, to me, it's the most important thing because I, yeah. I, live, I live for this stuff, but mm-hmm. sometimes for a client, they're like, well, we do these every year and it's not, you know, they don't. Yeah, it's less, it's less special. And, and if they don't recognize how how cool it feels and how good it feels to finally hold it in your hand after you've seen it on screen and designed it on screen for months, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. it's just such a rewarding feeling. Yeah. Um, this, this client has been just so great to work with. Mm. And this year they're poised to like, they're like, okay, we, we want to print it because they, 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 they got a taste yeah, of it. Yeah. And they felt it. They felt yeah. it and they know that if they can get that to some of their clients, that will be, you know, maybe that's the phone call, right? Yeah. Like, this piece kind of, it stayed with me a little. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to reach out to them because there's something happening. Like it, yeah. it's subtle, but who knows how, how the human you know mind works. It's those are the, you have to try to get every little bit you can and, and mm-hmm. add really printing it and really handling it really yeah. adds a whole other layer of recall, right? hundred percent. Yeah. So Chris, from like the first idea of this project and what it was going to be like to holding that first copy in your hand, what is that time frame like? Um, in this particular case, uh, cause it was 2020 and people were mm-hmm. like, it was a bit, all of this the was multiple months, mm-hmm. um, probably four months, five months. But I think, Typically, something like this, like maybe two months from yep. from concept to completion at a steady pace. Um, it doesn't, again, it doesn't have to take a long time. Like once you know what you're about to, to do, it can really go quick. And, and I found that the the pr- printers were pretty quick too. Like mm-hmm. within a week, we, we would do the, pre, you know, they, they would get the PDFs, they would send them back to me. And then I, I was on a press approval. I was like, oh, that was pretty quick. <laughs> but 2020 was a very strange year. So uh, yes, <laughs> you could say you could say that again. I don't know that it's it would work that exact mm-hmm. same way again, but yeah. Yeah, man. Print print is just freaking incredible. Just the thing you can do. I also like that it's this is gonna sound really, really strange, but it's like I liken it to a Christopher Nolan film. You're like, what? What is he talking about? But it's it's editing, right? Yeah. What's the sequence? Do you recall something you've already seen? Do you, you know, there's a texture that that's being created. So for me, there has to be an arc. There has to be like an experiential arc where it's not just throw graphics at them. This is cool. This is cool. This is cool. I want downtime. I want, you know, uh, time, you know, hyperactivity at some points where it's really, really stimulating. And then I, yeah. so I see it almost as a time, as a timeline, right? It's, of, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's the that's the continued theme between all of these conversations I'm having with designers about print projects is the experience behind a consumer interaction, interacting with that particular piece. Like that's what is that experience like? What materials can we use to elevate that experience? What print techniques and finishing and foiling yeah. and things like that can we use to elevate that experience so that this piece has staying power for that yeah. brand that we produced it for? And that's, that's what it's all about. And sometimes it's the li- the limitations that can make it great. You know, yeah. like, um, it's like, oh, we can only afford to do it a one c- color job. Great. Yeah. You know, like, 
Yeah. All your imagery is just a strange tone of red and you got flood red and you got like, so now you're going to be depending more on the contrast of the typography and stuff. I, I love limits uh, on, on things because I would almost argue that having that sort of constraint on a design forces you to be more creative than you would being able yeah. to use yeah, all the colors, use them all, whatever you want. Yes. Um, you know, this year's, concept is probably going to deal with that a little bit more so you know I, I i see this first this first you know we we hope that we work with them year after year and that we can keep you know evolving their their story but that first year was more it, it definitely has more of a classical kind of sen sensibility right uh, um but this year I, I i believe it'll probably go a little bit more mo modern with with its choices and and so it'll, it'll be fun to see because what we don't want to do is just have two that are almost con you can confuse them yeah so we we may return to something that looks a little bit more that way next year but i i'd like to pace it out so that we're, mm -hmm. we're kind of you know just so that we stay top of mind and so we don't keep it fresh yeah yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, Chris, this has been incredible. Thank you so much for making the time to come on here and share about the creation of this annual report with us. Um, I'm so glad that I bought that magazine just kind of on a whim. I was so the, the brief story behind that is we were on family vacation on Vancouver Island here uh, in yeah. British Columbia, and I drive a Tesla. So from the resort to the nearest supercharger it's 20 minutes or so but 20 minute yeah. drive and at the supercharger they have a chapters indigo store so i'm like plugging the car and i'm kind of wandering chapters for a bit and my kids are wandering chapters and i'm looking at the magazine rack to seeing who's using like uncoded paper who's doing yeah. unique things in this publication space yeah. and i saw the latest design annual and i'm like let's check it out and i grabbed it and i had to flip through i'm like there's so much print in here it was so exciting to see yeah, and right away i'm like i have to buy this and i have to reach out to these people in here who are creating this incredible print and and talk about these stories and why and why are you producing print for this and, and what's so special about print and man i have not been disappointed with these conversations and so that was really cool um is, i'm glad i'm glad cool. i did that I, I always love looking at the annual report section yeah because it's it's you know or the books you know it's just because yep. lo longer format i really yep. really enjoy um because it's like oh instagram posts i just <laughs> I perhaps i'm all i'm already too old i'm like from the olden days now yeah which i didn't think i was that old but apparently i'm already you know you know what it is i find it threatening yeah threatening not business-wise uh threatening as in like culture wise as, as a human it's it's i can sense it i'm like does no no one else feel that you're giving up all your time to these things and they're they're just they're so short-lived and it's mm -hmm. like i'm just there was it for me you know patience is important and something's worth doing it should take a bit of time to do and now mm -hmm. it's just so easy and fast that it's almost like it's yeah so i just i feel like it's it threatens you know yeah uh a, a big part part of what makes me me which is why i'm like you know i, I don't know it's something about it and it's mm -hmm. it's kind of like kids, the like the business necessary evil but on the kid on like the yeah. parenting side of things yeah man what a battle <laughs> but my kids for them it's so normal right it's like it's going to be 
So it's just, I think it's the way it is. I mean, I'm yeah. obviously I, I still have my tech on my Apple watch. I've got, you know, I, I'm still on there, but I don't ha- have to be yeah. a huge fan, <laughs> fan, I guess, but it's strange because I love video. Yep. So that, now it's confusing. It's like <laughs> you're all over the place, man. I am. I am. I am. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. Uh, Chris, to wrap this up, where can yep. people find you? Learn more about ideas by Deshane. Learn what you got cooking. Well, we are online at ideas by Duchesne, D-U-C-H-A-I-N-E dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got our website up there. Um, we're also on Instagram. Um, yeah, and you know, it's a real mix of, of things. So we we written and shot some commercials for for cereal for, with, mm-hmm. with these kids and stuff. So there's going to be a bunch of stuff in there, but we are uh, working on kind of our, our website 2.0, cool. uh, which will be definitely uh, more about branding. I mean, branding is kind of what, what I love to do. So we will see, but I kind of want to, I kind of like seeing how it unfolds. It's almost like, what does the world need from me or want from me? And so, like cause I'm, Again, I love working on all kinds of stuff. If I had to choose what I worked on, I would get bored. I was always the guy that wanted to do the thing that no one else wa- wanted to do. Yep. So people would be like, oh, I want the cool thing. Here, you do that one. I'm like, okay. And then I would try to turn that into the cool thing. And then they'd be like, <laughs> oh, I wish I had worked on it, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and I will put uh, links to the website and to your Instagram and stuff down in the podcast description Perfect. here so people can easily find you. And um, man, Chris, thank you so much again for your time. It's been great chatting. Dave, thanks for ha- having me. You reached out and I was like, this is this is really cool. I'm like, I'm going to be on a podcast. Um, but your passion for print, I love it. Like there's not, you know, it's... I don't, uh, I don't get to, if all I work with our clients, they're not always so passionate about printing. Mm-hmm. You know? They just mm-hmm. kind of want it done yesterday for as little as possible. Yeah. Um, but it's refreshing to, to hear you, your, your enthusiasm and, and you get it, you know, which is great. <laughs> I get it. I appreciate it. You do get it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for saying that. All right, everybody, that is the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for stopping by and listening. And again, if you are ready to start creating these tangible print projects and ready to get started with print design, go to printdesignacademy.com and download the free guide which teaches you how to export your file for print. Easy steps, a checklist on exporting your file for print. That is at printdesignacademy.com. And if you're digging what you're hearing here on the Print Design Podcast, let me know by leaving a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you are listening to this, and share it with a friend. We all like sharing. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.